0: Asana, etc. Asana, (laughs) etc. What else?
1: Hold on a second. Okay. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. Asana, etc. Hi guys, um, I'm Alex with the Asana Etc. podcast and welcome to our second episode. Thank you guys for joining in. Today you'll actually get to hear Lisa interviewing Betty um, and you get to learn all about how these two met, how they started PYC, how I came into the mix, um, and yeah, how we all kind of came together.
0: So enjoy listening.
1: Hi everyone, I'm sitting here with our wonderful betty hi betty hi guys hi lisa (laughs) it is a beautiful snowy january day it's super cold outside and both me and betty are sitting on each side of letna with a cup of coffee on our tables i think
0: (laughs) right slowly finishing
1: (laughs) yeah and um Betty's here with me today because I'm gonna ask her all the questions that that um, will make us find out who who's Betty and what she's all about when it doesn't come to yoga or when it comes to yoga also, but 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 when it's not about yoga as well, which is quite interesting, I think. So if I were to, if I were to ask you that, Betty, if we start there, how like who is Betty? Who who is she? If we, if we strip away yoga and yoga teaching and and all that stuff, like who who's Betty?
0: Well, um, who? I'm Betty. I'm 32. I'm single. <laughs> Hungarian. Are you, <laughs>
1: Are you single? <laughs>
0: like I'm not married. I guess that's the uh-huh. opposite. <laughs> right, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well. Um. Uh, yeah. I. I'm from Hungary. I moved here to Prague about five and a half years ago because because of love. And then this love transformed, I guess, into love towards the city. So when the original love ended, then there was no question <laughs> for me to stay or go. I, I just stayed and then and then yoga came into life and and it's it's basically the anchor that keeps me here in in Prague. And I love to be here. So it's not just like I have to be here because of yoga. It's it's really a wonderful place to be. And it gives you a lot of opportunities and a lot of nice people to meet. And yeah, about me, I love to go out and have a morning coffee. Mm -hmm. I don't eat sweet things. I'm a movement junkie. And I love my family and love my friends. I like to read a book with a cup of tea in my hand on my couch. And I'm, I'm into avocados and coconut. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: good. (laughs) I think that describes Betty straight up. Avocados and coconut. (laughs) All right. So, so love brought you to Prague. Um, I find it, or I found it when I, when I moved here, it wasn't love that brought me here. I just sort of ended up here. Um, but I fell in love with Prague the first day I was here. I was like, this is, this is it. Was it the same for you or were you like, oh, it took you a while? Um, I think the love was
0: like this like strong connection love. It was not there for the first day, but from the first day I felt like being home. So when I, for example, traveled around Asia, it was always it's too hard to say harsh to say like cultural shock but i certainly always felt that i'm an outsider a tourist who looks around and and appreciates all the differences and when i came here and i get to know people and get to know the city i felt like i belong here Mm. maybe it's also because it's similar to budapest and we are not so far like culture or geography wise from hungary but but there wasn't a single day when I felt as a as a complete outsider here.
1: That makes sense. So so if we if we move forward a little bit in your story, meaning you moved here for love and then but you weren't teaching yoga at that point, right?
0: No, no, no. I was a an office worker, not too enthusiastic, but an office worker. <laughs> I worked also in the same, for the same company in Budapest and I resigned there came to Prague and I reapplied for the same company and luckily they took me so it made my my transition from from home to Prague super smooth mm. and basically I'm very thankful for this but I'm so happy that I'm not working there anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was like a year I think it was it was a year here in Prague and another 3 years before in Budapest for the for I studied economy, my bachelor is in um, business administration, international commerce, and specialized with um Italian translation and interpretation for business language, for business activities. So not not much to do with yoga.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Most of us, right? All of our right. bachelor's in university studies is not so much to do with yoga. Most of the no. time. <laughs> Uh, right. Before, before I move on in your story, I just realized that um, you've been in the military as well. Do you want to talk us through that? That's
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a fun, a fun... That's,
1: a, that's like a funny thing that I always think about Betty. I'm like, oh, she's also been in the military. She's badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, then I was, when I was 18 and finished high school, I was, I was really struggling, but I didn't know what to do with myself. and. Long, long time ago, when I was like a young teenager, my father told me that you should become a lawyer. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to study law and, and I will be the best lawyer of the country or of the world. And then and I got older and I realized that it's, it's my father's dream, not my dream. <laughs> and then at the, at the age when you had to choose university, I was like, yeah, I, I put there on the list and I applied for it and they accepted me there. But I'm like, I, I still want to do this. And I'm so happy that I, I didn't go there. But then I was like, okay, if not there, then what? So when we had to fill out the application for my, I, I submitted my application to the law faculty to become a, a sport manager at another university, to to become an actress. So I applied for this national drama college, mm-hmm. or how is it mm-hmm. called?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and also to the, the National Defense University to become a lieutenant after four years. And and then, I, and yeah, and to the Japanese faculty, another university, <laughs> because it sounded, it sounded like exotic. Right. And then I got accepted to all these places, but the military was on the top, so I went there. And mm. when my father got to know that I was accepted to the law faculty, and I went to the military for three months, he, he refused to talk to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. But yeah, so this
0: is how I ended up in, in the army and started my my path with a three three months um, long boot camp which was very interesting and certainly a unique experience and then i had the chance to work with the the hungarian quick reaction forces they are the real badass guys of the the cream of the hungarian army and and we were my my group of of students were their test bunnies so we spent like two weeks together and we were shooting and flying and and riding tanks and helicopters and stuff so it was it was really cool but then but then i had to realize when we got back to the university from the bootcamp that this is really not my not my field I, I just don't like to follow orders and routine and regulation and
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and just blindly nod when i disagree because this guy is Above me, even though I don't, I do not feel any respect towards him because I do not think, besides of his age, he would deserve the place where he is now. So, so I left.
1: <laughs> oh, you laughed, did you? Yeah. How many then, did you
0: stay? I spent there a year. I spent there mm. a year, and then, and then there was a little loophole, and and I I managed to, to jump out of the system without any retorsion or how is it called in English. So there were no punishment after. I just
1: I mm-hmm. managed
0: to get out of there and, and then I, right. I went to the economy, economy university.
1: Did you have to restart your studies or could you yeah, just yeah, like I...
0: started from zero? I had no oh. idea. You know, Even in high yeah. school, I studied literature and history and mm. then in the economy school when I was like, oh yeah, microeconomy and macroeconomy and statistics, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it, it's good that I had to start from zero because I was under zero for sure with my knowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's wonderful. Yeah, it's a, it's a, not a funny backstory, but it's like a story about Betty that, that most people don't know, I think. And then it's like, oh, I was in the army. Oh, that's cool.
0: (laughs) I think one of the students told me when we were holding one of the asanas, so super long at the beginning of the class. Mm. And then classes and classes later she came back to me after she got to know that I was in the army she's like I don't understand now why we were not allowed to put down our knees even after 10 breaths there this is your background (laughs) like well maybe
1: (laughs) that's why you guys oh my goodness yeah that's why that's why Betty's classes are notoriously Betty's classes I think (laughs) Cool. so um, so then you moved to Prague and you had your office job and then what happened what what made you decide to go down the yoga path?
0: Well there are more um, more things to it. I mean even when I started I knew that this is not my way I think even on the first day of my office job I was like, I was crying when I left the office and called my friend that I just don't want to do this. Let's have a drink. And we went for a drink. And then I stayed there for four years. So, of course, after four years, I I seriously hated it, I think. Mm-hmm. And and I was just, at some point, I thought that if the, the 15, 16 years old little Betty would see what I'm doing now, would be mm-hmm. so depressed and so sad that I ended up, ended up like this. So... So there was a point where I was like, I'm gonna kill the office or kill myself, but this cannot go further like this. So I, I decided to quit. I finished my my rental contract for the apartment. I put my life into boxes and flew to India to have um, my first yoga teacher training. Mm. Because I felt like I, I, I have to I have to change and I have to change dramatically. And then why mm-hmm. yoga, I i I was dancing, and I'm dancing for for more than two decades already. And then I got injured on one of the dance rehearsals, and I couldn't move for like nine months or so. But mo- not move in a way like I couldn't. I couldn't run. I couldn't sit longer than than thirty minutes in one spot. I I torn that ligament mm-hmm. that connects the hamstring to the sit bone, and and it's a really painful and and long. Recovery if it recovers properly, and then mm-hmm. I went to hot yoga when I felt like I, I must do something and and i I have to gain back my flexibility and, and ability to move normally with the freedom I'm used to. so I went to hot yoga, do hot yoga and and very slowly, but it started it started to to do something with my body, and I really appreciated it and then and then I felt like i want I want to dig more into this i want to know know more about about yoga and stuff because it's it's working it does work
1: yeah yeah that's cool and then you went to your teacher training yeah and then i went to rishikesh rishikesh yeah that's Mm right that's right and this was a traditional hatha yoga 200 hour or it was a 200 hatha slash ashtanga Mm -hmm. and how did you find it what happened I,
0: there? <laughs> I I would I would recommend it to everybody who is flirting with the idea to to become a yoga teacher or or has like a deeper interest in yoga to to go there. It's really a transforming experience, guys. Mm-hmm. Like like getting out from your your normal routine. We were in an ashram for thirty days with the same people, eating the same breakfast, having the same routine, sharing everything, and and it just really brings so much more into the body into the mind like i was i was like running and doing stuff before but not not on such level of intensity like there that we woke up every day five o'clock had a cup of hot water because there was no tea available so i had a cup Mm. of hot water in the morning and from six to eight we were practicing at eight o'clock you were already super hungry and then all the good smells came from the kitchen and then you were not allowed to go down there because your pranayama practice came and we practiced pranayama from eight to nine every day for an hour and for me, besides the, the practice part, the pranayama practice was like a mind-blowing experience. I always try to describe it in a way that it opened doors that I didn't know that those doors existed. Not that they were closed, but I thought that there are just walls, you know. And mm-hmm. then the doors appeared and, and, and those pranayama doors opened up. And and there is a long, long way, a long corridor behind those doors. So, yeah, that month was something I think maybe the most significant month in my life so far.
1: Yeah. And what year was this? This was just before I met you or Yeah, I think it was 3 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I met you, I met Betty in in a yoga oh, sorry, 4 years already. Oh, 4 years already. 4 years ago. Have we been mm-hmm. here? I've been here almost 4 years as well. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Time is just running really quickly these days. Anyway, I met you in a yoga studio called Yoga Blue Art, which is that's main, right uh, JZP Ujihos Um and I think that was like fairly recent after you you finished your training, right?
0: Yeah, I think I think we met there maybe mm. twice. Yeah, once before I actually left. Mm. Some yeah, you know, I know, I remember now because after my teacher training, I was traveling and teaching in Asia mm. and then I came back home for a short period and then I yeah. flew back to China for another job. And first I, I think when I met you it was in that gap.
1: Yeah. When yeah, I yeah. came back
0: from the training. And I think we went to a class and we both were students. And then mm-hmm. we started to chat in the in the changing room afterwards. Yeah. I remember because you had problem with your wrists and that was the first question I asked you. Like I saw, I saw your practice, that you have a really, really strong practice, but what happened to your wrist? Because you were doing your chaturangas on your fist
1: right and oh, this was yeah, our right.
0: first conversation topic oh, i think
1: yeah. <laughs> i've forgotten about that pain it's easy how we forget about when we're injured right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right because i right. I just moved to prague and i lived just around the corner from that yoga studio so i was like oh, okay i'll just go to this studio because it's it's there and then i, and I think there. after you also left
0: right for for the summer
1: yeah we were traveling
0: back and forth and then i I also went to China and, and then when we met again, it was it was in the autumn, August, or September. when
1: mm-hmm, Then mm-hmm. we
0: both got back to the city. Yeah. That's the time when I started to teach.
1: Yeah. And you started to teach just here in Prague, just around the time that I started, because I think when you were away, I met Alex as well at this same studio, because she was already teaching there a couple of times right. a week and she had one of the only classes there that was in English so I went to that and then me and Alex connected over the fact that we had done a training at at the same place in India not at the same time but at the same place with the same teachers and we she was going to go away I think back in the day she used to go back to California for a few months every year and she was going to go back for a few months and she needed somebody to cover her classes when she was away so that was sort of a natural introduction for me into uh-huh. teaching in Prague yeah so I, got I didn't to... know that you mm-hmm. didn't
0: I mean I knew that you... yoga blue art is our like melting pot like connection yeah. point
1: <laughs> yeah but I
0: didn't I didn't know that that you came to to sub mm. her basically for I the did. The way.
1: Uh-huh. yeah that was my first sort of introduction to teaching here which was which was a nice foot in i think into the industry here and yeah so i i think i started in september and you started teaching in august or something like that here in prague um so i i did her classes at yoga blue art and then what happened betty <laughs> <laughs> well um
0: then then life turned i think a little crazy because if you if you start to be a full-time yoga teacher and starting from zero with english it's like you really have to run up and down in the city to mm-hmm. to earn enough money to to maintain or sustain yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. right? So it was yeah. it was really crazy period, like yeah. five classes a day, and then from yeah. Prague four to Prague six, and then from Prague six back to Prague two, and then from Prague two home for an hour to Prague seven, and then back down somewhere to the outskirts of the city, and in the yeah. end you ended up the day with 500 crowns in your pocket. It was it, it was a little insane, but yeah. but I think the dedication was really strong and and the motivation and. I will do it. Do this. I'm going to make it. I'm not going back to the office. No way. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: I think that was like the strong drive. And I loved it. I still love teaching. I loved it. I keep loving it since the first time I started.
1: Yeah. And then we we started to hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big question for yoga teachers. Like this fact that I've never stopped loving teaching. I always love teaching. There's just periods of time in teaching, in my teaching career at least, where it's really fun to teach five classes a day. And then after about three, four months of that, you sort of run straight into a wall and you're just like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And then you teach less and then you start teaching more and then you do the same thing to yourself and then you teach less. And I don't know, how do you, how do you do with that? Yeah. Now, now if I imagine myself again, teaching five classes,
0: I, I don't think I could handle it at this point,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of because of the experience behind, because of like knowing that it's pointless and this is this is not the way how you can mm-hmm. how can like figure out your like sustainable regime or like how you can maintain your mental and physical health. It's it's not it's not the good way. But I think if I started now again from zero, I would do the same thing because I learned so much. I learned so so much during that time about myself, about teaching, and and about everything. And yeah, there are the ups and downs. There are the the little longer burnouts, and there are also the like micro burnouts, right? When you're just right. like not willing to get out of your bed in that morning for that morning class. Yeah. But then, but then it always helps me. Like I'm walking and I'm still like half asleep, you towards the studio, to think about that. I have a beautiful job.
1: Yeah, this
0: is this is wonderful i'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going to back and sit down to the office that the work i 'm doing it it has an added value. I connect mm. to people and and then and then people say thanks after and and they they their day starts in a good way and therefore my day starts in a good way yeah and I always connect back to that office time and I knew that I was hangover, you know, I, I I was married, I slept two hours and maybe I was even still drunk when I went to work <laughs> and I was just hiding myself behind my screen. I did nothing, like, like really nothing during those eight, nine hours. I went home and I got the same salary and the same thing and nobody said anything about me. And it's nice, you can hide yourself, but but it's not something that keeps you motivated or keeps you running for for 40 years of work life. It's It's not not something I, I find like I I have to I have to do something that that's that's precious. I have to give something. I have way more energy in myself, and and when I feel like ah oh, I'm off the track and I I don't know if if yoga teaching is really the the thing I want to do today, I, I just return back to this base to this this fundamental thought and spirit, and and I I get my power.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I. Like in contrary to you, I've never had an office job in my life. I've been doing this for my entire career next to other things, of course, but I've never had this, you know, this transition that a lot of yoga teachers have, which is, has been this sort of office job and then realizing I can't do that. I have to go to teaching, but, but I come to the same conclusion, even if I haven't gone down that route, you know, just... Mm -hmm. Just the fact that I get to have a job where where I meet people before class and they're smiling because they're coming to yoga and then afterwards they're smiling usually even wider because they have done the practice. And it's really that's a really wonderful thing to think about and connect back to whenever I feel, you know, burnt out or whatever, or when I don't feel like I want to teach that second class or that third class that day. That's a really nice thing to connect back to for sure but um just like you said i don't know if i could if i could go go on with five classes a day these days i think i'm getting too old i don't know about you <laughs> i get also
0: like um, when i when i when i did those five classes i, I was really <laughs> i did a lot lot of uh, like substitutions for example
1: because
0: mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't have like fixed places where to teach at the beginning because it's not easy to get into into the better yoga studios which have like higher reputation or better community because they are already set right like there are teachers working there for years and years and a newcomer what can you do you can take substitution classes to show that here i am and then maybe the feedback after your class is going to be positive and the studio owner thinks that oh it would be nice to have this girl here for like a regular schedule yeah so and i was i was i have besides the dance and yoga i have a, a boot camp instructor training and a total bar training in my background so i also teach sort of like workout style or more like high intensity trainings or full body workout and tabata and stuff like that so when when i uh, went to this how's it called zaskoki or something mm-hmm. like this facebook mm-hmm. group yeah. And I saw that someone is searching for substitution. I went for it. And then they're like, can you, <laughs> teach. can you teach Tabata? I'm like, yeah, of course. Can you teach Pilates? Yes, of course. Can you teach? I don't even remember the name. I'm like, yeah, of course. And then I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea what's that. I quickly Googled it. What is Bossa or Bosu? Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to combine it with the things I learned. And I'm going to like throw myself into the deep water and, and try these things. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I'm not that adventurous anymore in this i think I, I i i know what are the fields where i can give and 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 what are the things that also gift to me, because at this mm-hmm. point, this this type of challenge wouldn't wouldn't give me anymore anything. Like I was teaching ballet. I've never been a, a proper ballet dancer. I was teaching ballet to beginners because because my knowledge is enough to teach beginners, but yeah. it's not it's not a fun thing for me to do. I, I don't like it. So right. so now I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go for that. And this is how also I would shred back those five classes. That the ones that are, are not giving too much to me.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not going there. <clears throat> yeah, That's for sure. For the yeah, we find the things that work for us and the things mm-hmm. that that don't in the beginning of a teaching career at least. I remember when I when I was teaching in Manila, I um was teaching for a yoga studio there and there was this lady that kept coming back to my class and she her English wasn't so it was good but it wasn't like perfect and she then she realized that I spoke Spanish and she I think she was mm, the wife of somebody who worked at the Mexican embassy so there was like a big group of Spanish speaking um, women who didn't work they were just their um, sort of stay-at-home wives so I started teaching privates to them in Spanish and I was (laughs) once a week and I dreaded it not because it, it was really nice but my Spanish wasn't as fluent in teaching as my English and it was it was just a whole week of just trying to prep my words and trying to figure mm-hmm. it out and then now I'm like I can it's just it's too much energy not not because of because of um, the people they were lovely but because of the prep work it took mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't naturally flowing like other things are you know oh I get can I, can I share a story or is it not fitting yeah. into our no go for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is it's from the language thing, it comes to my mind. It was one of the like the Zasko, the substitution things. I went so far out of Prague, I don't think I have ever been so far before to teach a Pilates class. Mm-hmm. I have experience with Pilates, I was teaching Pilates, but it's not something I feel so confident or comfortable with as I do with yoga, for example. Mm-hmm. Now it's different. Now I'm already OK, but back in time I had certainly less experience with Pilates. So I went there to do this substitution and it took me more than an hour to get to the studio and I arrived. There were three people, three elderly ladies, all three of them above 60, came for a gentle Pilates class, not speaking English at all. And I'm like, Mia Madre, I came here to teach these ladies. They do not speak English. I don't know how to teach a soft Pilates class. My Pilates are like workout Pilates and I have to find the language with them somehow. So, I think I was sweating so much more on that class than they did. But in the the end, end, we all left like smiling. But I was trying Czech, I was trying soft, I was making fun of it. And and it was it was a nice and positive class. And they asked me, when am I going to teach again? And I was smiling and saying, I don't know, you know, it's not my class. And inside of me, I was like, never, never.
1: (laughs) Never again. I love that. Yeah, I think we all have these little these ones that we're like, "No, I can't do that again You're anymore," right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, going back to when when are we? I think it's 2017 in August and September you and me start teaching here. And then right. do you want to do you want to go on? Sure. <laughs> go on from there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we started to hang out because that was one thing what I felt like a, as a negative aspect of becoming a teacher, yoga teacher, freelancer, instead of an employee is that I felt a little lonely. That mm. all my friends were working their regular work time, and I was working when they finished, and I missed the times hanging out with with my friends because you go and teach and people are smiling, but then we go to the changing room and and then. And then they leave, and I leave as well. So it also takes time till you choose those students naturally, and not like pick them, but like get connected to them with whom you you go for a coffee afterwards. But otherwise, at the beginning, I felt lonely. There were no chit-chatty lunch breaks and coffee breaks and in the afternoons. I, I couldn't go anywhere and socialize with my friends, and then and I got to know you, and you had Phineas, and you also did the same lifestyle like I did, like teaching here class and there a class and otherwise, like like being more or less free. So it was sometimes there, sometimes touring around the world. So so I, I and you were also like like a newcomer, an English speaker, and interested in yoga and a cool chick. So so we just started to hang out and
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I went to your flat and we were drinking coffee on your balcony mm-hmm. after the class, before the class. We, we went for shopping. This is how I learned that to have a kid and a pram, go to the shop that's 500 meters away from your flat takes 55 minutes.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we went to the supermarket, didn't we? We went to the I supermarket together
0: that. and I that had no nuts. idea. And you were like, <laughs> let's go for a walk. We can go to the shop. I'm like... I thought we can walk for an hour. And you we were like, you will see. And it really yeah. took
1: us an hour to get to the shop. <laughs> yep, it did. Yeah, how old was he? He was like two then or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old. He was mm. he was a little boy. Yeah, and yeah, and we started to talk and we talked a lot about yoga and
0: and then for me you were like a real badass you know traveled around the entire world and teaching in 50 different countries and a big mm. yoga background and i love to go to your yoga classes because you were teaching in a way that nobody else was teaching at that time and and, and i was super super newbie so i i felt like really really connected and, and also inspired by you so it was it was really nice mm. nice and quick clicking i think because yeah. we talk about like a month or two months, right? That we were hanging out before yeah. PYC came into the picture.
1: Yeah, goodness. Yeah, because I went, I went away to, I went to Brisbane with Trigvi. He was performing there for about a month, and then I came back and I started teaching, just like end of September, and I got to, to substitute a class for Alex in Yoga Letna and i met there this guy his name is joey and he is an american guy who owned and operated and still does um the crossfit committed so he's a crossfitter and he it's so funny because he would come every time i had a late night monday night class and he would come for a few weeks like every time and there were a few times where i had to squeeze him in because as we, if you don't know yoga Latna, it's a little, it's a small place, but it's very popular place. So I would always sort of squeeze them in at the end. Um, to maybe not everybody's. Maybe not everybody was happy about that, but I would do it anyway. <laughs> you know, yoga is for everyone. Um, and he would sweat so much, and he's a super, super strong guy, right? CrossFit, really fit, whatever. And yeah, he's
0: pure muscle.
1: Mm-hmm. And then coming to yoga, and I would just make him sweat so much. And then towards the end of one of those classes, he said, "You should come and teach yoga at." my gym to my people so they can all also experience this stretch and sweat that I'm experiencing. And I went, I just went to check it out. And it's it was in one of those hangars that are that have just been demolished down at Bubni Station. And it's it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere in some sort of parking lot somewhere. Uh, but it's perfect for you are actually (laughs) yeah you are (laughs) it's perfect for CrossFit but he sort of showed me around and then we went upstairs and there's this little I think it used to be an office space or something really gross carpet and whatever and he said oh we can do yoga here and and then he turned and he's like maybe you can you can also just rent it really cheaply and you can just make your own place here and then I was like what (laughs) and that's you know, when you called me right yeah yeah and i went outside and i was like i have to call betty
0: <laughs> and i was living not far from there like a, a 10 or 15 minutes walk and I, my phone was ringing lisa calls, like are you at home are you at home i'm like yeah, yeah yeah what's up come you have to see this i'm like lisa i'm in my pj I'm like no, no no that's okay come over i'm like well okay so i took my trousers and i went up there to see the space and you were like and it can be ours, that can be our studio. I'm like, well, I guess we <laughs> can. And then yeah. Joey was like, it's gonna be super cheap. And, and we're like, yeah, we can do we can do everything. We had no money at that time. I'm like, no, okay, no, we no. can buy paint. What about the mats? I don't know, we have to buy yoga mats. That's a big investment. You know? and that was our biggest issue. How yeah. to make money to buy yoga mats into our studios yeah but then they said yes and this is how it started
1: yeah I think we invested I don't know 10,000 crowns what's that that's like three four hundred euros that was our big initial investment into Prague Yoga Collective the first the first uh, version right right (laughs) and we bought the
0: reconstruction work oh my gosh Yeah. yeah
1: yeah it was like um if you guys have never been if you never went up there there was this carpet which is like an <laughs> office full carpet i don't know how to say that in english or how to explain it. it's like almost like plastic right plastic
0: yeah, it's, it's really rough. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and we we bought this cleaning mousse or gel or something that would just make this foam all over the floor and we would scrub it on our hands and knees yeah like <laughs> square
0: centimeter by square centimeter to, oh my
1: goodness
0: to take it out because obviously it's a valid question guys if it raises in your head like why didn't we take it off but because mm-hmm. we had no money to replace no it way. with anything <laughs> and there was concrete underneath <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah at least it kept the place somewhat warm i think yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah warm,
0: and it was like a padding under the mats
1: yeah but we did that and then we had classes every day. We had a few classes every day and it took a little while. I mean, we opened in November 2017 and we had a few students who were always there, like our Julianne that you guys might know, our social media manager and overall, overall marketing girl you she know. was there from the beginning we had aniko she was always there as well right and
0: except the first class because the first class i remember that that was that was a bummer that nobody came Do no one came
1: one? i remember
0: <laughs> we had our opening event with the beer yoga and, and there were crossfitters and our friends it was really cool so we were super excited to have the first first lesson and and Joey said that probably is going to be packed out guys but don't get too high hopes but because it's going to be like the first like big wave of interest because they want to try so we're like oh my god what are we going to do with so many crossfitters we cannot squeeze them into the room so we both came up for the first class even though I don't know which one of us was supposed to teach it but we both Uh were there and then and then no show
1: no one came (laughs) no one came
0: like how is this possible i don't know you know what there's a bottle of prosecco
1: left from the opening party let's open it and just chill (laughs) oh my god yeah Yeah. i remember that (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of prosecco drinking up there that's for sure (laughs) oh my goodness yeah and then we i think it, it was a few months up into 2018 we we had a few people. Sometimes there were five people up there. Sometimes there were one. Sometimes nobody showed. And we sort of kept on going. We just kept on moving with it, I think. And mm-hmm. we, never, we never lost anything. We always managed to pay our rent and we managed to, to just keep it rolling. It was a lot of hard work but it was yeah it was actually really crazy if you think of it at the beginning
0: because even before we opened pyc we were running up and down in the city to teach the classes and we had to keep all those classes because pyc made enough money to break even and pay rent and we had to maintain our lives so we were basically working for free teaching two three classes in pyc and Mm -hmm. another three four sometimes five classes around the city yeah to to maintain life so that that yeah. beginning was quite quite exhausting
1: yeah was
0: super exciting and i was i was so happy to have it just like now yeah. looking at back there it was it was rough
1: yeah it was super rough we did a lot of work a lot of work in a short amount of time i think and then i re- when, when it turned i think was when we we did this Yoga festival. um I forget what it's called now. What was it called? Spirit Spirit Festival or something. Spirit Festival. Some yoga festival in Prague that's been running for years, and we we decided to have a table there, and then we rented this table, and Alex joined us, and I don't remember exactly why she joined us because she wasn't part of PYC yet. I remember you guys were
0: planning a retreat to Morocco oh, yes. and the idea with the table was that we are going to represent PYC plus mm-hmm. getting some people for the retreat. That's so Alex crazy. came because of the retreat part.
1: Yeah, that's right. So we all sat there, was it one or two days or something? And it was it was kind of a flop for the, for the <laughs> festival, I think, because we, we set up this beautiful table with all these things and we wanted to talk to people, but then there was like... No one was really around. It was yeah. just a really weird setup. So we just ended up having a nice time chatting in between each other instead. Right. <laughs> and then we started this discussion between you and me whether or not we should invite Alex to join us in our in our uh gross carpet place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we should see if we could grow and yeah, do you want to take us take us from there?
0: Yeah, I it was a big because at the beginning it felt so so messy because you guys were working separately on this retreat. It was just like a a, a one time event. So that you did not have like a fixed project behind. But then we were also like advertising this retreat in PYC and like like how to how to share the things, or who is involved in what, and it it's, it just makes mess, like, mm-hmm. right? Like who is in charge for what, and what's my connection to Alex, or or who are you in that retreat representing Prague Yoga Collective or yourself, right. or mm-hmm. so? Then the idea to to involve Alex and bring everything under the umbrella of Prague Yoga Collective was ideal to make everything clear and mm-hmm. and and like transparent, and straightforward. But I was I was against it. I I really felt like we have a strong bond between the two of us. And, and I have like this negative memories from, from working with a lot of girls back in time
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and losing projects because it were, it was not done with the right people, with the right approach. And I really, I really felt like yoga collective is something precious and I do not want to risk it by, by involving somebody else, involving a third person into this, right. into the, into the core of the whole thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, I remember we're putting like down pros and cons on a big flip chart and,
1: yeah. and
0: and writing down where do we see ourselves in five years and can we see ourselves there without anybody else being in the in the heart of this project?
1: Mm-hmm. And then we
0: cried. We both yeah, cried. We <laughs> and then we agreed to to invite Alex if she wants to join.
1: Yeah. And we had champagne i think as well
0: well i didn't want to emphasize this one because i thought i'm talking too much already about alcohol but yeah definitely we de- was we, like there go. was a
1: lot of alcohol in the beginning buddy yeah
0: and, 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 and we got a little tips and then we cried well yeah. yes i think
1: so <laughs> yes yes because it doesn't take much for for yoga teachers we have like a glass or glass and a half and then we're all done Yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah and then we invited alex into this project and it sort of started the storm and whirlwind of trying to figure out who we were all three together Mm -hmm. and then almost from the beginning we were just thinking that we should we should see if we could get another place another place like a real proper proper studio that we didn't hear people dropping weight and weights in the in the gym when we were in. oh yeah the dumbbells
0: down the downstairs
1: that summer we started yoga in the park which was a huge success yeah that was a big deal we had hundreds of people in the grass with us that first summer i think it was like the first time somebody done yoga on that large scale in prague so we I think we got we won at that (laughs) at that I think that summer yeah and also thanks to Honza I think to contain all Mm -hmm. yeah thanks
0: with the help of him we also get a a bigger reach out to people
1: yeah yeah definitely for sure and then and then what happened
0: and then, and then those people kept coming from May till August, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it was already a, a big community on the grass. And and we wanted to keep these guys. Yeah. So already in May, when we saw, like, oh my gosh, she's a success, and what are we going to do with these people? In September, October, when we have to go back into the studio, and this studio is is not suitable for this amount of people.
1: Yeah.
0: And so I think Alex from the beginning was not too much into the carpet.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> she hated it. It was clear. <laughs>
0: yeah at, at yeah. the beginning we were like because you know how it is when you objectively look at the thing she's totally right this place is like it's far from ideal it's a really humble place yeah. on the other hand it was like our little child with lisa so i felt yeah. a little bit attacked when she was like yeah but you know this
1: place and i'm like what place? What are you talking about? <laughs> we built this with our bare hands. <laughs> right. Like I projected the Prague Yoga Collective logo on the wall and then painted. <laughs> oh my God, we did that, didn't we? <laughs> ah, it was right. a beautiful logo though, wasn't it? <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Wow. Anyway, so so mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was true that this place is just not suitable if you want to grow. So I think already in May, we started to, to search, or maybe even in April, I don't know, mm-hmm. May,
1: yeah. search
0: for for another location and figuring out how much we can spend on it and and what can we afford and how how can this grow bigger and where is the right spot for it and I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was not not easy.
1: No, because it took
0: months and months to to find the right
1: place. Yeah, we and then we finally found Reiskova Studio, which was just a complete slab of um, concrete there were no there was no floors in there and bathrooms were super gross and it was just it was just a big mess right and we were like we can do this and it was nine weeks of the three of us and all of our our husbands and boyfriends and everything and we tried to I think we really got to know each other over those nine weeks
0: (laughs) yeah totally it was um, another chapter.
1: Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think, but oh, we came out. Right. We came out of it with this beautiful, beautiful space and this beautiful community that's managed to build in there. I think it just took off from there. Sure. Oh my god! Do you remember? Sorry, guys. I'm I'm a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> the opening
0: of cover Oh my god! We we were always like which day which day should it be not this let's do it a week later and a week later and then we we set the date 6th of december it's going to be our opening day and the things were like i think falling in place so it looked like it's going to it's going to really happen and the last day the guys were installing the toilets the bathrooms and and they opened the box what we ordered and turned out that something is missing like some gadget or whatever on the day of the opening and we we're cleaning and being dirty and stuff and like oh my god there is no functioning toilet in this place and the people are coming in an hour to start to do their yoga practice what are we going to do and then and then panic the guys were working in the toilet you were teaching the yoga class we were all covered with paint and dust and stuff oh and then god. we came out and then my my friend or ex-boyfriend was standing there with a huge smile, like, the toilet in the girl's changing room is working. And I was like,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that because we, oh my God, I'd been grouting. And if you guys don't know what grouting is, try building a yoga studio and you will learn all about it. But grouting means putting that like stuff in between tiles. And it's such a tedious work. And I was grouting the whole staircase that day the day of the opening and while I was doing it you get real dirty and your nails get real really gross and I was like oh but I'm gonna get to have a shower before the opening everything's gonna be fine and then opening came like the time came and the showers didn't even work and we all realized you wouldn't even have
0: time right you wouldn't even have time
1: (laughs) yeah and we were in the back trying to like put some makeup on on the skin that we've had, that had, was just full of, I remember, you know. <laughs> I remember that my foundation didn't stick when I yeah. realized that I have to wash my face and wash that layer of dust. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. And then I taught that yoga class and I had literally smears of stuff on my arms and my, <laughs> I don't know, and my I hair. Was a fantastic um, class, guys. It was amazing yeah packed out
0: full on people everybody was enthusiastic i was crying in my shavasana it was
1: amazing yeah that was good it was great and then we came out and the toilet was working and alex had snuck home and had a shower oh, oh yeah <laughs> do oh you remember my
0: yeah oh, jesus and then we came out and we were like a little crying a little makeup a little dust here and there. And she came and she was beautiful and sparkling i know i know and she had, we'll she had her eyelashes on <laughs> yeah
1: like, alex what did
0: you do? I went home and took a shower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How oh are you God. there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it was fine though. It was fine. Yeah, it was
0: so good, guys. So
1: good. Yeah. And that's where it, that's where it all went from. I think. I think we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about this once we all get together. Uh, together. Or yeah. maybe, maybe, I don't know if this podcast is gonna come out before before the one that we do the three of us but
0: maybe yeah maybe we do it in a way like you know the x-men that you have the story and then Mm -hmm. the pre-story of like wolverine Mm -hmm. and stuff
1: (laughs) exactly it comes out after (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i have to go lisa
0: how shall we do like shall we do a second round the two of us or or this is where our podcast
1: ends or I think I think this can be where our podcast ends okay it can definitely be that but before it ends Betty mm-hmm. why don't you just share share with me your favorite style of yoga your favorite yoga studio in the world except for Prague Yoga Collective and where you would like to travel when all of this stuff with a pandemic ends okay
0: so my favorite style of yoga—it's really hard to say. I'm foreverly thankful and and rooted in Ashtanga, and whenever I'm searching for that turning of my mind and and exhausting my body, I return to Ashtanga. But when it comes to creating something, I think my heart pulls me to to Vinyasa flow, because. Because of, of, maybe it's because of the dancing background as well. As I'm, I like to experiment with dance yoga, for example, then vinyasa is the best branch of yoga that can host this approach and, and bringing their stuff and just figuring out where else I can put my arm or where else can I put my legs. So, so I would say this, if I want to be disciplined, then ashtanga. If I do my self-practice, it's usually rocket yoga. And when I, when it gets to teaching and creativity, then vinyasa yoga. Right. Cool. Um, what else? Favorite yoga studio in the world? Yeah. Well, um, I don't have too much experience of amazing yoga studios around the world. I mean, I have been to a lot of places in Asia, but I would go back to the one where actually I had the very first yoga class of my, in my life. And it was a, it was a YMCA in Houston. And there was a fantastic yoga teacher girl from Venezuela. Her name was Gloria. And I woke up super early in the morning to be on her class. And and I think it's not because of the studio, it's because of her, but I, I feel like a special connection to that place. How mm-hmm. I especially feel connected to Yoga Blue Earth and St- Sabina here in Prague. Mm. Because of this, the first thing, the first opportunity, the first chance. Yeah. There, And Wonderful. Yeah.
1: And where do you want to go? Oh, if I want to go now. Oh, if,
0: <laughs> if Godmother Ferry comes and takes me to a place. Taiwan is my, my ultimate favorite country in the world where I have been yeah. so far. So I would mm. definitely return. But if I go to a place where I haven't been before, I would go to the Balkan. Mm. Because it's also something that's on the back of my mind for a long, long time to travel around the Balkan and and enjoy mm. that that the strong culture, a bit of Mediterranean spirit being straightforward and yeah, Yeah. I I would love to go there.
1: That sounds wonderful. Can I come? Yeah.
0: Let's go together.
1: (laughs) All right, Betty, it's been wonderful to go on a trip down memory lane with you this morning.
0: (laughs) My pleasure. It was really nice. I can't watch the smile off my face I think now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you so much for sharing with us
0: thank you very much for for having me and listening to my stories
1: (laughs) thanks again Betty for coming on and sharing your story or our story with you today it's really great to have this chat with you and to be able to put that out into the world. Now, if you guys are listening in and you want to hear more, then you can head to Spotify and subscribe there, or Apple Podcasts as well. We are also available to listen to on our website asanaetc.com. It's A S A N A E T C dot com and stay tuned for next week's episode i will be talking to alex so we will continue on with this story of our origins have a nice week guys see you next week